You are listening to a Geek Network interview. Be sure to hit the follow button to get notified when a new episode is available. You can also visit us at geek-network.com for your guide to the geek entertainment news you love. Created for geeks, by geeks, and remember to always geek responsibly. Hi, uh, welcome listeners. Uh, today uh, we have Kira Buckland. I am a big fan of yours and I'm super excited to have you on. Um, how are you doing today? I'm doing good. Thanks so much for having me. Absolutely. And uh, for our listeners who um, aren't familiar uh, with your work, you want to tell us a little bit about yourself? Yeah, um, so I'm a voice actor primarily for video games and anime and things like that. I've been working total for about 18 years, which is wild to think. Um, But in terms of how long I've been in the industry, I moved to L.A. late 2011. So that's kind of when um, I started doing things, you know, in in media properly and whatnot. Before that, I did mostly like um, hobby, indie stuff online, flash animations, things like that. Okay, awesome. And, you know, um, back then, um, we're, we're roughly around the same age. So I remember a lot of uh, flash animation. So, you know, what was it like working uh, and voicing for a lot of the flash animation stuff? So that was actually really fun. Um, <laughs> the thing that I think is is kind of hard to explain sometimes to like a lot of the younger generation is just how different the online culture was and content creation and things like that, you know, because nowadays things are about like growing a brand online and content creation is monetized and things like that. And there's, you know, of course, there's nothing wrong with that. There's a lot of like really good advancements that have been made in making sure that people can be compensated creatively for their work and things like that. But, you know, back when I was getting started in the slightly earlier days of the internet. It was more (laughs) just like people kind of made stuff for fun. So, um, you know, back then there weren't as many people trying to do this kind of stuff, especially online. So I would be able to just kind of email or message different like animators or, you know, like indie game devs that I wanted to work with and be like, hey, I do voice acting. And, you know, at the time, everything had to be like crunched down so much so that it didn't have a long load time. So you didn't have to have this amazing quality setup. You know, now I feel like the barrier to entry is so high, even for online stuff. But back then it was kind of like, well, everything was crunched down to sound like PS1 anyway. <laughs> so you could <laughs> you could kind of have whatever. And, you know, it was just sort of like people making stuff. And, you know, it's it's different now, obviously, because a lot of people approach it right off the bat with, okay, I want to make this my career. And they're more business minded. Right. Uh, that is one thing that is uh, definitely has changed because you're absolutely right. Back then, it was just to, you know, create content um, and put it online, you know, fun content, not trying to get monetized like that. So mm-hmm. <laughs> and um, starting off, what was the first um, like, um, you know, callback that you got or like what kind of role like really had you starstruck and like, oh, no, I, you know, like, oh, my God, I finally did it. It's happening. Well, I don't think there was one specific moment necessarily that I can identify as like, oh, like, this is like a real, you know, because I mean, my first like 
in-studio jobs. I think we're just doing like background voices on a couple anime, which was still really exciting. You know, it's it's kind of one of those things where it's like you're just in a group of people and and you're doing like you're filling in the background and stuff. So your your goal is actually not to like stand out and be heard or anything like that. But um, you know, just being in a real studio working on on a couple anime shows was very exciting. And then you know, I had a few named roles then, but you know, it was like shows that not a lot of people had watched or whatever. I mean, you know, just to give people, cause I always like to be realistic um, mm -hmm. with people, especially um, who may be listening and wanting to get into the business that the role that, cause I think a lot of people think like, oh, what was the role where people actually started caring about what you do? And that <laughs> wasn't until like 2017 when Near Automata came out mm -hmm. and you know, I had already been in LA like what six years at that point working so you know it, it's definitely I always say there's very rarely such a thing as overnight success and um you know even the people that seem like oh well this person came out of nowhere and they're booking leads or whatever it's like well chances are they've been acting maybe they did theater maybe they did tv or film maybe they did voice stuff you know there's a lot of people have been acting for a very long time and you just hear about them with this one specific role and so people think oh well they're just coming up everywhere and you know in my case i definitely had a lot of credits before near but that's kind of when people maybe started like noticing me as an actor if that makes sense Gotcha. No, and uh, that makes a whole lot of sense, too, with uh, what you're saying, because I went to the first KameyaCon uh, in Dallas, which is all Dragon Ball themed, uh, mm -hmm. a convention, and 90% of uh, the voice actors there, uh, like Cynthia Kranz, uh, Jason Douglas, uh, just to name a few, uh, all did say that, you know, they did uh, some form of community theater before, you know, getting into it and then breaking out as a voice actor. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I personally didn't come from a theater background per se. Like I took some theater classes in school and I actually do credit that with helping me learn to act because, you know, that's the most important part. But um, I kind of specifically knew that I wanted to do voice. And that's why I tell mm -hmm. people it's like it's kind of there's different way, you know, sometimes maybe people who have been in the industry for many generations prior will say like, oh, this is the only way in because that's kind of how the culture of the industry was when they were getting started. But now I think there's so many valid paths. Like as long as you're learning to act, as long as you're learning how to believably portray a character, you can start in voice, you can start in theater, you can start on, on camera. But I think there's nothing wrong with wanting to start with voice as long as you understand that the acting is the foundation. Right. And actually, I do want to go ahead and ask, um, you know, originally um, it says that you wanted to be a rock singer. Uh, what made you want to change from uh, being, you know, a rock singer to uh, pursue something in voice acting? Well, you know, I wanted to do that when I was a teenager and teenagers <laughs> don't always have the most realistic goals. So, um, you know, it was kind of like one of those things where it's like, well, I want to do this. But, you know, on some level, even when you're younger, you know, it's like not super realistic. But I knew that I liked performing and I liked doing mm -hmm. stuff like vocally. So, you know, I didn't really know like when I was growing up or this and that, like anything about voice acting. I mean, on some level, you know that obviously there's people who do the voices behind cartoons or whatever, but you don't really think about it. So I kind of, you know, just knowing on some level that I liked performing vocally, being a singer was what makes sense to me. And I was kind of interested in acting, you know, but it's the idea of like physically 
you know, doing X, Y, Z. I was never like very good at that or whatever. So then when I was like 16 and people were, um, they invited me to an anime club and I didn't know like a, t I knew like what anime was, but not too much about it. And I kind of like realized at that point, like, oh, there's people who do the voices for these things. And I, I started getting like more into anime and video games and like kind of nerd culture. And mm -hmm. that's sort of when I realized like, oh, this might actually be a career path that that I could actually do, you know? And people at the time introduced me to like online hobby forums and like amateur voice acting, that kind of stuff. So it was something that I could do for fun. And I had like the eventual goal of, oh, I want to do this for real. But it was something that was at least a little more realistic. Than, <laughs> you know, I, I was like not a very good singer. I wish I was. <laughs> I was that, that was actually going to kind of goes into uh, the next question, which is, uh, did you have like a high school band or did you like participate in choir or anything like that? Um, I did choir a lot growing up. I wanted to have a band, like I tried different times, but you know, part of the problem is I feel like everyone wants to be like the singer in a band and there's just not enough. It's hard to find drummers. That's like the big thing. Cause at one yeah. point I remember we even found like a guitarist and a bassist and like, I tried to play the bass at one point. Cause I was like, oh, well maybe if I like also play an instrument then that will help. And you know, I was just like, I've never been very musically gifted. Sadly, <laughs> I wish I was. Same. I, I love music. I love everything music. We have a music podcast, but uh, yeah, I can't do any instruments either. So I totally get you. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I'll listen to music and I'll play rhythm games. There we go. And so, uh, so, so far, um, you know, what are your favorite rock bands or uh, favorite, mu favorite musicians at the moment? Oh, I love this topic. So uh, my favorite artist who is very, very influential to me is the late David Bowie. Yes. And <laughs> he is just kind of like, you know, everything about him. I mean, he had an amazing sense of style. He was very unique. He changed his sound up constantly. I mean, you know, I think a lot of people, when they think of him, they tend to think of maybe the five songs they've heard on the radio because the radio doesn't play a, a big variety. I'm like, well, the man had five decades of music. Like, there's so much to explore. So even if people hear a few songs, they're like, oh, I don't know if I like David Bowie. It's like, okay, look into his actual discography because there's so, like a lot of people may not realize oh he made a jazz album like you know he made an electronic album like what is all this right so um he is just very influential in a lot of ways he's also very attractive not gonna lie <laughs> um <laughs> and i i just love that he was very unique because a lot of my musical icons and celebrity icons are people who are just like not afraid to be themselves right um because you know like billy joe armstrong gwen stefani like a lot of those people are kind of my my musical idols as well <laughs> and uh the thing about bowie too is like he wasn't afraid to you know um take it from fellow interviewers or uh from critics i mean one of the biggest things that always pops up on my feed is uh you know when they question him about his sexuality he's like that's already been you know covered so like let's move on next question please <laughs> Yeah, I like when he was like, you know what, like, why, why does this matter? Why are we talking about this? I'm, I just released a new album. <laughs> yeah. And then uh, just side note really quickly, uh, uh, Jackie says he fell in love with him in Labyrinth. And that's a great movie. Yes. One of my cats is named Jareth, actually. <laughs> <laughs> nice. And uh, since we're on the topic of Bowie, 
Um, did you ever get a chance to see uh, uh, Lazarus by chance? Uh, no, I did not. I mean, I saw the music video for the song, but in terms of the play, I didn't. I wish I got to. Same, especially when uh, Michael C. Hall was, you know, the the lead actor. I would love to see that so much. Yeah. <laughs> and then, okay, so you kind of did mention that you don't do a whole lot of singing. Um, but if you are brave enough and you go out, uh, what's like your go-to karaoke song or songs? Um, pretty much anything by David Bowie. Um, it, it really depends because it's something, if it's like one of the things where you can get a group of people and rent a private room, then I'll just kind of maybe choose the songs that are less known, but that are fun. But I mean, if I'm doing something where it's like at a bar or whatever in front of people, then I feel like it's better to do a song that people know. So I might do mm -hmm. like Changes or Starman or Life on Mars, Modern Love, something like that. Gotcha. All good choices. I love Starman. So yep, <laughs> all yeah. good choices there. <laughs> and also, uh, you're a fan of Poker Walks. So uh what is uh you know what is your favorite pokemon or like your if you had a party of six pokemon who would they be oh so my favorite pokemon is gyarados <laughs> <laughs> i just think it's really cool um it's like in terms of a team it just depends because it's like well here are pokemon that i like in the sense that they're really strong and they're you know generally good choices to have and then there's also pokemon that i just like because they're cute or whatever you know like a lot of the cat pokemon they're not maybe not the best to take in a battle but they're very cute sort of thing so um in general i'd say like my favorite pokemon is gyarados my second favorite is probably dragonair um and then of course i like any any of the cat pokemon <laughs> <laughs> dragonair is nice uh i like dragonite big fan of dragonite and jackie wants to know uh what six pokemon would you take to a david bowie concert Oh, well, I feel like, um, oh, what's, what's the one, why can't I think of the name off the top of my head? There's one that almost looks like it has a lightning bolt. Um, it's like, it's like white and it has like a red lightning bolt on it. And I, I cannot yeah. believe I'm blanking on the name. Like, I gotta look this up. I know which one you're talking about. Um, oh God. Um, I know which one you're talking about. Jesus, I can't. Oh, I'm literally looking Zangoose. Zangoose. I was like, it's not yes. Ziggy. I think I have one in my Pokemon Go named Ziggy, but um, yeah, Zangoose. Um, Jirachi, because Jirachi is like the star Pokemon. Mm -hmm. Um, hmm, what are just some really cool out there Pokemon? Bonus if they're like electric type because of lightning <laughs> bolt. Because I have a lot of my Pokemon in Go named after David Bowie stuff. Oh, that's awesome. I like that. <laughs> I think uh, the one that looks like Gene Simmons, uh, the Zigzagoon, but like oh, the yeah, Aloha version. Oh, yeah, the like Galar uh... Galarian, yes. Yeah, I think it was the Galarian version. Yeah, super cool. <laughs> that one would be pretty awesome to take, too, even though yes. kind of, you know, you know, different style, but still. <laughs> and, you know, were you a fan of uh, JoJo's uh, before or after joining, um, you know, the cast? Oh, before. <laughs> um, <laughs> my friends introduced me to JoJo's in 2013. Okay. And I was, you know, already doing like some voice acting work at the time and stuff. But I was just like, and, and it was only in Japanese at the time. And only parts one and two had been animated. I think mm -hmm. like part three was just getting started. So I was like, oh, man, if they ever like 
dub this. I would love a part in it. And then my friend was like, oh, you got to read the manga. There's um, Jotaro's daughter as the protagonist in the later part and stuff. And um, anyway, long story short, when I got to that part in the manga, I was like, okay, I really want to be this character. <laughs> and you got it. And that's one of the roles that you're known for. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was like eight years that I wanted to play that character and work towards like hoping to be the right choice for the role. So it was, um, it was wild. <laughs> <laughs> we and again, it has bizarre adventure, you know, in the title light. Has there been like any dialogue uh, from that show that you're like, oh, I can't say this or like, I don't want to say this. Like, can we word it differently? Well, I mean, I read it beforehand. So anything strange that happened i was just like yeah i i already knew to expect this going in you know like the very first scene it's like okay yes this is awkward but i knew that it would be there because i had read the manga right um, i think the only times that like i ever asked like oh can we reword this line slightly is if something just felt really really out of character for her and there weren't too many of those but you know sometimes when things are being adapted to different languages maybe certain like wording choices might be made or or this or that where you're just like oh i think if we just change it to this it's going to feel like more jolene or or whatever or like we've already established that in this universe we can curse so can we just change this to like a a more um, intense curse word than, you know, the euphemism that was there or whatever. So, I mean, thankfully, like, the voice director was really cool and was, like, open to, you know, if I had, like, something where I'm like, oh, this one, you know, I, I tried not to do that, obviously, because, mm -hmm. you know, I'm there to do a job and stuff. But thankfully, he was open to if there was something that felt like really, really like, oh, this isn't Jolene. Can we change it to something that kind of means the same, but a little different wording or whatever? Gotcha. Okay. And that's actually, uh, whenever we get DC Douglas, I know that you worked with him on year. I don't, I don't know if you met him, but yeah, I think uh, I've met him in person a couple times, but we've been in a lot of projects together. Right. Like when he was doing Kira, like some of the English dialogue that he delivered, same question of like, did it feel out of place? Did it feel weird? You know, saying this kind of thing. <laughs> the Mona Lisa thing. I mean, yeah. he, he just went for it. <laughs> yep. And then, uh, since you're a big co uh, coffee fan, um, I know that majority of the time when, you know, you're in different cities, um, you know, you're, you're basically at cons just for work and meeting some of your fans, but do you try to go to uh, different coffee shops, you know, uh, to try their espressos? Absolutely. Um, I try to, if I can, and, you know, sometimes it's hard because of transportation and this and that, but I try to go to like a local coffee shop. Like I try to find something that's a little more like hipster or whatever. <laughs> I try to avoid like the chain coffee unless it's the only option. You know, sometimes it's like you're in a hotel that's like a big convention center hotel thing and there's nothing else around for miles mm -hmm. and there's the starbucks in the lobby and you're like well this is like the only thing i can realistically do before i have to go <laughs> sign for eight hours but right you know. i uh, this kind of blows my mind but uh the phoenix convention center when you were here for uh for game on uh they have two starbucks in there and then right across the street at the hyatt they have one in there as well and i'm just like why why do we need three <laughs> yeah and also, if you're in the Phoenix area again, uh, um, there is a place uh, I'll tweet at you uh, if I see any Phoenix dates. But like, go to this coffee shop. You'll love it. I did go to a cat cafe while I was there. That was kind of like the one thing I had time to do on Sunday before our flight. 
I think I know which one you're talking about, actually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then, oh, um, so yeah, I just have uh, two more questions for you. Uh, your INDB has you listed um, saying that, you know, you've worked over 321 titles. Um, do you feel accomplished having worked on so many projects? Oh, honestly, it's probably been even more than that because I do so many things. Like, I do so many random mobile games and stuff that I don't even know, like, the title of them when they come out and whatever. I'm probably not credited. So it's like, I feel like there's a lot more that I've done than that that just doesn't get listed for whatever reason. But, um, I mean, I think no one's ever going to feel like I've made it. I'm successful because it's... It's never like a destination. It's always a journey, right? So everybody mm-hmm. has things that they want to do. Like, you know, I, I always try to remind myself, like, okay, you literally got, like, your biggest dream role ever. So anytime that I catch myself being, like, too greedy about wanting certain things, I'm just like, okay, well, you're Jolene, so shut up. But, um <laughs> You know, but there's always going to be, and that's something that I caution, you know, I read a lot of articles and stuff for newer actors, and that's one thing that I always caution people to about mindset is so many people, and I'm guilty of this too, so many people think if I can just do this, if I can just get an agent, or if I can just book a lead in a a show, or oh, if I can just... um be in like a triple-a game or if i can be on a a cartoon show on tv or whatever they always think it's like that one thing that's gonna make them happy and then they're like then i will have made it you know and it's like Mm -hmm. but realistically and i say this from experience you will get that thing you want and then you will want something else like you'll be like (laughs) okay well you know i always tell people because so many people are like oh if i could just be in an anime i'll be happy it's like yeah but then you'll be in an anime and you'll be like well, if I could book a lead in an anime, I'd be happy. And then you do that and you're like, if I could book the lead in a popular anime and go to conventions, I'd be happy. And then you do that and then you're like, okay, if I could be like in a cartoon, that's not just an anime. It's like, it just keeps going, right? So, you know, you kind of have to like, you can have goals, you can strive for things. I certainly still have goals that I wish I could accomplish, but you also kind of have to be in the moment and recognize like, the biggest thing for an actor is we are lucky to work. It's a very competitive industry. There's thousands and thousands of people who are actively trying to do this and going out for jobs at any given moment. So if we can work, even if maybe sometimes it's not always the most artistically fulfilling things or the highest paid things or the things that we think are going to advance our careers, just being grateful that, hey, someone thought of you for this role or you turned in an audition that you know, beat out however many other people who read for this and they felt this was the right choice for the character. Like, that's a big thing you should be proud of. Yeah, definitely. And um, I always try to, if I think of a voice actor, you know, when watching an anime or playing a video game and it's just, you know, straight Japanese, I'm like, I think, you know, this voice actor would be great for the role. And I just, you know, kind of tweet it and hope that the tweet gets traction and maybe the studio is like, hey, we should probably talk to that person. (laughs) Well, that's uh, not too much how it works, unfortunately. I know. I mean, I remember that, like, (laughs) all these people were saying they wanted me to be Jolene, and it's like, well, I just hope I get to audition. You know, like, that's kind of the Mm -hmm. biggest thing, because there's so many factors that goes into, you know, like, location, what studio is getting something, what their casting pool is like, what, you know, there's just a million different factors. But the best thing is if you do get to audition for something, because then it's like, okay, I was given a shot. Someone else booked this. That's fine because, you know, sometimes you'll book a role over somebody else or whatever. And, mm-hmm. you know, you just you appreciate being given the chance and you let it go. 
Yeah, absolutely. Okay. And uh, so there was a follow up to that question. Uh, but then I have one final question after that. And I, yeah. I swear I'll let you go. That's fine. Um, uh, so what are your hopes and dreams and uh, aspirate hopes and dreams and aspirations are the same thing? Sorry. Uh, for, uh, you know, for this upcoming year for 2023? Oh, so I mean, I guess I, I'm trying to be realistic. There's things that I would really like. Um, but I mean, you never know. I think it doesn't hurt to put things out there because last year, my goal was like, I wanted to be in an anime movie that had a theatrical release. And I knew that was a really, really big yeah. goal. But I had seen a lot of my friends doing it because at the time, things were kind of more open to like, there was crossover with LA and Dallas markets and stuff because they were mm -hmm. still doing like a lot of remote stuff. That's not so much anymore. But um, <sighs> then like towards the end of the year, I got to play like a side character. She had like a little bit of screen time, not too much, but I was just so grateful to be thought of for it. It was the Erica Seven movie. Mm -hmm. And it had like, it was shown in like a few theaters, right? But like um, the voice director invited us to go out, um, invited a bunch of the cast to go out and see it. And that was just like such a cool thing. Cause I'm like, this is something I wished for. And I'm so grateful that, you know, that that goal got to come true that year. Cause I thought, well, maybe in a, like a few years, this goal can happen or whatever. Gotcha. And then uh, you kind of covered it uh, with your, uh, with the previous question. Um, but, you know, if uh, you could give your younger self any um, advice, you know, what would that advice be? Um, It's so hard because I feel like my, my journey was just so weird. And there's a lot of things that I look back on and say, oh, I wish I had done this differently, or I wish I had done XYZ differently. But at the same time, things led to this bizarre adventure that ended in me <laughs> being Jolene Cujo. So <laughs> there's just like so many different things where it's like, oh, but maybe if I hadn't like, done this thing that I regret, then I wouldn't have done this or this or that or whatever. Because um, I always say that I kind of wish that I had focused really hard on making this a career early on. Like I always knew I wanted to do it as a career, but um, I think for a while I got kind of too caught up in internet and fandom spaces. And I, I don't mean this as like a criticism for any other actors who find themselves doing that. Cause I think that stuff can be really like, it's a good creative outlet. It lets you like put your voice out there. It lets you practice. Like it's really valuable. But I think if I had kind of focused more on getting like paid work, getting like industry stuff, all, you know, branding, all whatever, that kind of stuff, then maybe I would have been able to get like bigger roles sooner, whatever. But, you know, it, it's hard because it's like, it's it's this weird thing of like, it's easy to get caught up in wanting to be like, uh, you know, for a while I was kind of like, well, maybe I should focus more on the content creator route and things like that, or like wanting to be an internet personality. And now I'm kind of glad that I didn't go down that path more because it was not good for my mental health. But, um, mm -hmm. and now I look sort of, have a weird different outlet for that where i stream but um you know it's you're playing like... video games that's fun <laughs> exactly yeah and it's like a chill small community so i don't have to deal with like too much of the toxicity or whatever but you know i guess like i just wish that i had taken things more seriously in terms of the business aspect earlier on because when i started really really working on like okay i'm gonna try to become a great actor then i feel like i got a lot more bookings and income mm -hmm. so yeah <laughs> well you're doing a great job and um just want to say thank you so much for your time and the last very 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 last thing um so where can our listeners find you like what are your uh you know handles and uh what cons and future projects 
without breaking any NDA, <laughs> can you plug in? I mean, most of my my current stuff that I'm working on is just like role reprisals, so it's nothing too specifically like, oh, this is a new thing. I did get to announce a new project today that I was a voice in and also a casting director for. It's called God of Rock. It's a um, rhythm game fighting game hybrid. It's super cool. <laughs> um, I'll drop these. I'll drop my Twitter and my Twitch account here because I'm like... I don't want to say I'm old, but I'm like (laughs) semi-old. And so I feel like I don't, you know, a lot of people these days are like, oh, I do like TikTok and YouTube and this and that. And I'm like, I don't know. I like, (laughs) I will tweet and then I will like stream Genshin Impact. (laughs) Those are kind of the (laughs) things that I do. But um, I will also drop a link here to a site called The Voice Acting Club because I know there's always going to be people who are like, oh, I want more information, the articles you referenced and stuff like that. So we have a bunch of articles there. I've put in countless hours into making free resources for people who, you know, are either kind of looking to do this or they, you know, maybe they're doing it and they just want some more advice and that sort of things and we have a discord server with thousands of members so even if people are like oh i feel too shy to chat and ask questions to a bunch of people you can go and lurk on the server and there's a lot of good community discussions that happen hell yeah well again thank you so much for your time i really do appreciate it i hope you enjoy your weekend and uh it was nice chatting with you so thank you of course thank you guys so much for having me Artless.io